0: Attorneys cannot claim expert status in any field of law. The name of this program was arbitrarily picked by the host. Welcome to Ask the Expert with noted radio host Steve Sleeper. Each week, Steve interviews entrepreneurs and professionals and shares their intriguing stories of success and service. Now, here's radio veteran Steve Sleeper. Our guest today is criminal defense attorney Joshua C. Smith in Rockford, Illinois. He's a trusted attorney protecting citizens' rights for DUIs, traffic tickets, misdemeanors, and felonies. I began the interview by asking Josh about himself and his firm.
1: I uh, started my own law firm, matter of fact, three years ago on the 1st of November of 2017. So I just had three years as a solo practitioner. Before that, I was with a private firm for almost 10 years, so almost a whole decade of my career spent at a private firm doing criminal traffic and DUI defense predominantly. And uh, I was uh, Northern Illinois University uh, College of Law class of 06. So in about a week, I'll be uh, 14 years in practice.
0: Well, Josh, let me ask you this. What should I expect from a good criminal defense lawyer?
1: A good criminal defense attorney um, has some of the hallmarks of, uh, you know, a successful person in any area of venture, which is, you know, good communication skills, hardworking, uh, knowledgeable, and experienced. I've spent almost my entire career in the 17th Judicial Circuit here, which is Winnebago and Boone Counties, and uh, I've developed a pretty good working relationship with prosecutors and judges in all of those counties.
0: What happens after a person is arrested?
1: Generally, they're taken downtown to a police station, um, oftentimes the county jail. They're going to be required to post bail, and bail is usually a cash sum of money. They're essentially uh, saying that if you post cash to secure your release then you'll be less likely to want to abscond from court and not appear at a time when you're directed because the money that you post as bail is forfeited and lost if you don't come to court. The vast uh, majority of criminal traffic and even ordinance violations and things like that the person can post bail and secure their release without having to appear in front of a judge but there are some types of misdemeanors that you would have to appear before a judge on and one of which being a domestic battery also if it is a felony level of offense a judge would also have to set bail in that particular circumstance in order for the person to be
0: released. So what's the difference between a felony and a misdemeanor?
1: A misdemeanor, by definition, is um, a crime that cannot be punished by more than one year in jail. In Illinois, we have different classes of misdemeanors. There's A, which is the most serious, B, which is second, and C, which is third. The A is the one that could uh, net the person a jail sentence up to one year. The B is up to six months in jail, and C is up to only 30 days in jail, I believe. Whereas a felony is, it's a crime that you can be punished with a sentence of up to life in prison. I guess, but it's for it's a year and a day. You know, that's what they call a felony offense. If uh, if a person's sentence could be anything more than one year, that's a felony level of offense.
0: With a DUI, what are the police looking for when they pull people over?
1: What they're looking for is any indicators of erratic driving. They are looking for things that indicate that a person is uh, inattentive or lacking sound judgment. Um, One of the classic ones in the DUI context is swerving or weaving or bouncing around within the lane, um, touching lane lines. Certainly they will look for any type of moving violation such as speeding, or, you know, rolling a stop sign, things of that nature.
0: Do they, the cops, make procedural mistakes?
1: Oh, absolutely. Unfortunately, it's not always easy to convince a judge of that. Um, my experience is that uh, judges will do almost whatever they have to do to try to draw the conclusion that the officer, if he made a mistake at all, was innocent or at best, careless in making that mistake, there is a, a doctrine in the law which talks about mistakes of law. You know, like for instance, if a police officer pulls someone over for something that is not actually illegal to do, um, that you know I think would would constitute a procedural mistake. I mean, depending on how you're you're looking at that.
0: In Illinois, does a person have to take a roadside exam?
1: I would say that the general rule, um, I think you're talking there about uh, field sobriety exercises. The general rule is that you are not required to submit to those examinations. As a practical matter, if an officer asks you to step out of the vehicle, you must do so. But as far as whether he has a right to demand that you submit to roadside exercises, such as a check of the eyes, or walking a straight line heel to toe or raising your foot in the air or touching your finger to your nose or saying the ABCs there's no way that they can compel you to participate in that process now there is one interesting uh, exception uh, which uh, came out of the uh, legislation to legalize medicinal cannabis And that is that um, if a person is a medical marijuana card holder and if the um, officer suspects that the person could be under the influence of cannabis, such as if they, you know, they smell like cannabis or they have, you know, red eyes or whatever, in that circumstance, the legislature actually did um, pass a rule requiring that person to submit to the sobriety exercises. It's ironic that they, those are required of the motorists in the, the DUI marijuana context when those those field exercises were never tested and proven out to be effective in detecting cannabis impairment. They were only researched and, and proven out to be, you know, again, supposedly effective in determining impairment as a result of alcohol consumption. So it, it was a little bit ironic to people in my line of work to hear that it was required in the cannabis context and not in the alcohol context to perform those.
0: Josh, as we do this interview, it's election day, 2020. And uh, we're about, <laughs> we're about uh, eight months into the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, how are you dealing with that? How are you meeting with clients? How are the courts in Illinois dealing with it?
1: Well, I am still conducting the majority of my consultations with clients and with prospective clients in person here at my office. Um, I do uh, require them to be masked up and I wear my mask at all times when I'm speaking to clients at my office. By and large, the courts are the same way that at all times when you're in a courthouse or in a courtroom, you're going to be masked and socially distanced to the best of your ability. But even still, they're trying to keep their court call sizes smaller, um, encourage masking and social distancing, and uh, discouraging unnecessary hearings um, or doing lots of hearings via Zoom.
0: Our guest today has been Rockford, Illinois, criminal defense attorney, Joshua C. Smith. He can be reached at 815 408 1994. Thanks for listening to Ask the Expert with Steve Sleeper. Join us next time as entrepreneurs and professionals share their intriguing stories of success and service.